Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name is Chris. What up? It's Tud. And I'm Obert. And guys, I think we're making some progress. Oh yeah? Doing what? Marching our way down the field. Yeah. Keep getting those so, first downs. <laughs> following our lead blockers. Exactly. Right. Precisely. Just like the Colts didn't do today. But anyways, I recently read Untap's future patch notes, and for their supporters only, they are breaking out point one ratings. Oh, so you can oh, rate your beers in tenth of a point. Ooh, so wow. how do you become an I Untap mean, supporter? I I don't know. I didn't read that far. <laughs> <laughs> But I think we're with the momentum is finally starting to build. Yeah, on tap's getting on this sixty something episodes in. We've <laughs> harped on that message. Yeah, are we just honorary supporters? Yeah, I think we we should be. Really, it's our I, idea. I'm just, well, I love the idea that that Chris is so into Untapped that when he's bored on his phone he looks at the, the, <laughs> he reads the, the future patch release notes. patch notes <laughs> <laughs> like oh yeah. what's uh what's new in the uh, the app that i love today <laughs> that's right i sit there and i actually get notifications every time they post something to their to their blog and i read them all so um but yeah uh, it was uh, it was a big a big thing so it's not quite 10 points like we asked for but hey they made it much more variable in rating which is well yeah now you could it's basically instead of a scale of zero to five it's zero to 50 really right yeah they Ooh, actually took it a, a step further <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man but yeah I, th- I saw that and i was like oh see now i did read all of the patch notes as always and <laughs> they didn't credit us at all uh, um should we file well, they gotta get on that now <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I guess this the name of this episode is going to be hashtag untap. Let's get on this too. <laughs> <laughs> Give us credit. Give yeah. us credit for your patch. That is our idea. Oh man! But it's been a while. What's up, guys? How you guys been doing? All right. What do you mean? It's only been a week. Well, now it's now it's November, so it's a whole new month. Yeah, you know, there you go. We have we've transitioned from pumpkin beers to pumpkin pie beers. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of yeah, which, now that we can officially have the pumpkin beers, I found another good pumpkin beer. Okay, follow up again from last week. I like it. What correct? Um, but I can't talk about it because it could it could appear next week. Dun dun dun. Okay, well, good story. Yeah, cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind then. Moving on. I f- I found this cool beer. End of story. Yeah. Dot dot dot. <laughs> no, it's really good. Um, you guys will look forward. Hopefully, I'll bring it next week. Okay. Yeah. All right. There we go. So, yeah, he's got to get. You know, he can only drink pumpkin beers up until Thanksgiving. So he's got to right. get and them all clock in. Clock expires. Yeah. Back to back. No apple beers, though. I'm kind of upset by this. I thought that this was going to be a trend. Nobody's ever said let's brew an apple beer or an app or like an apple cider beer or like a apple pie beer. Well, cider is basically apple beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of. It's fermented apple juice. It's like replace the hops <laughs> with apples. There's no hoppy hard cider, though. I bet there you actually there are. And, um, yeah, actually, I know there is. There's yeah. uh, one from that down east or whatever it is, that Texas one. Have you seen those? Austin East Ciders? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, That's <laughs> yeah. down east from <laughs> The Texas one, Oregon. down east. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Western Cider up here in Montana makes an excellent hopped cider um 
that I want to bring on the podcast at some point. And you know what? I know it's going to be, you know, 40 something episodes from now, but maybe like <laughs> next September before we do our pumpkin beers, we should all do a cider. We should do like something special for September as like a cider month kind mm. of an idea. I like it. You're building anticipation for our listeners. Oh, When's yeah. Johnny Appleseed's yeah. birthday? Uh, Johnny Appleseed's birthday is September 26th. Also, my non-Facebook birthday. Oh, okay. Wait, is it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. We share the birthday. I actually dressed up as Johnny Johnny Appleseed for Halloween when I was like eight. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. September yeah. next just, year. Just learn something new. In honor yeah. of both Ober and Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. I like it. I'm still upset that there's no apple beer, though. This doesn't change my frustration. <laughs> okay. Well, like hopped cider is as close, I think, as you're going to get. No, no, no. No, no, no. I want a hot, a apple flavored beer. Okay, I'm sure that I'm. You know what? With all the beers that are out there, I'm sure there's an apple flavored beer out there. Or you could maybe even make your own by like mm. infusing. If there was like a way to infuse beer with a flavor. Yeah, if there was a way. If only. If only. <laughs> if only. Over, are you hinting at something? <laughs> no, actually, I am. And well, oh, Red's Apple a, Ale. That's yeah. That's. That's the beer we were that our audience was screaming into their car stereos. Oh, well, that's, uh, still, that's, a, that's my, still a cider. That's what my Google is yelling at me right now. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, this is actually um, I got to give Tud credit to this one. Yeah, uh, you know, Tud Tud brings a lot of unique segments on the show. I think I got to give Tud credit for that. The, and I am uh, the segment master. Well, no, not going that far. Um, <laughs> I think we all we all do our fair the share. Segment guru, but. Um, one third this of a triumvirate. This is, this is something special that, that Ted cooked up for us this week. Yeah. So this week I was searching Facebook and I think somewhere along the lines, one of our listeners invited me to a group on Facebook called the French Press Guild, which is basically a group of beer drinkers who take different types of beers, whether they be stouts, IPAs, ales, lagers, whatever, and they pour the beer into a coffee French press. And French press that beer with different ingredients. So like toasted coconut or peaches or candy or whatever. And yep. then they, they French press it and pour it and drink it. And they it's like a different – it's like a way of like infusing your beer with different flavors that you think would blend well with the beer. And so this week, uh, all three of us decided we were going to partake based Correct. on Todd's, Todd's suggestion here. Um, so, so do we want to introduce all of our beers? Sure. My beer – is I, I French pressed a Founders Breakfast Stout, which is a double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout, and I French pressed that with Count Chocula, uh, peanut butter, and bananas. Well, Ooh. it's basically like you're baking a cake in your beer, almost. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious how that's gonna go. I tried. I want something a little simpler. I just did a Guinness and Oreos combination. Nice. Have you ever had a Guinness? I have. Yeah, I, I love Guinness. And uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it once we get to my review. But Chris, what do you got for tonight? Uh, so mine's a little bit more, well, it's more along the, the Tud line of things. Um, I did have Oreos, but mine were double stuff Oreos. Um, double the stuff, one F. Du yep, double, <laughs> double the stuff, half the Fs. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I used uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, um, and I put them in with a burial... Uh, skillet donut stout i had one left so i'm like Ooh, ah, yeah. okay wow. this is what i'm gonna mm. do my mouth's watering already so and we all so we all went with the dark beer here 
Yeah, it, it seems nobody wanted to sweet... be adventurous and try an IPA. Yeah, I, th- I know. I, I honestly, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I would probably screw a dark beer up less than I would mm-hmm. an IPA. That's kind of where I was going with everything. So um, they are more yeah. forgiving, right? Yeah, I think plus, so as well. Plus, uh, and I mean, we talk about it off air, but you know, because you have to, it takes about like an hour or in Tud's case, two hours or however long it took him. But you have to, you know, pour the beer out and have it in the thing. So uh, it loses some of its carbonation. Um, and a dark beer can get by and actually might actually taste better with less carbonation because it gets a lot smoother and things of that nature. So um, a little flatter. Yeah. So yeah. so it sounds like you've already described a little bit of the process, but maybe Tud, you want to go go through how you how he made these beers? Yeah, that probably sure. would go that would probably be better for the audience. <laughs> Yeah, so the process on how to do this, in case you would like to do it at home, so listeners follow along at home while while you listen to this episode. And is, we'll put a we'll put a link in the show notes too. Yes. Is you take a, a French press that you would French press your coffee in and throw whatever you would like to French press your beer with at in the bottom of the French press, right where you'd put the coffee beans usually. Um and then p- take the beer, open this works a lot better if you have two of the two of the exact same beers, or if you have a bottle capper capper to cap the beer that you're that you're making this with so open the beer pour it into the french press put the cover on and let it sit for an hour in the fridge an hour at a minimum so you got the beer you got the ingredients stewing together in the french press correct at the end of the hour pull the beer out of the fridge press the french press down so you're squeezing all that goodness out and then pour into a cup and then to recarb the beer that way your beer has a little bit of carbonation either pop the the cap on the the bottle that you are that you're already using for the beer or open another beer and pour it on top and that way you end up having it's a bigger glass of beer but you also have a beer that that hasn't lost all of its carbonation fully and i just want to interject for for those of you who don't know what a french press is is it's like a fancy way to make coffee it's like a it's just a basically a cylinder that you push down with a filter so the filter keeps all the coffee beans normally at the bottom of the of the glass um Mm. French press or whatever your French press is made out of, and then you can you can pour the coffee out that way. So as opposed to dripping through a percolator, it kind of they just kind of mingle with all the ground coffee. That is a good point. I didn't think about the fact that somebody might not know how a French press works, but I know it's been a handle previously. But you know, (laughs) yeah, a very for those of our of our listeners who are maybe who are new, I just wanted to just shout out what a what a French press is. Perfect. Um, So because. you introduced us all to this. Why don't Why don't you start, Todd? Sure. You are the the mastermind. The mm. This is a, a late Doctor Frankenstein reference, but you're the <laughs> mad scientist here. So <laughs> as I as I said earlier, I'm drinking a uh, Founders Breakfast Stout with Count Chocula, bananas, and peanut butter. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. I I'm envisioning in my head like a peanut butter banana sandwich. But mm. so there's a lot going on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> You know, not only is this beer a chocolate coffee oatmeal stout to begin with, but you can definitely taste the Count Chocula and the marshmallows. It's uh, not not as much peanut butter as I was as I was expecting to get, um, and a little bit of hint of banana. But the banana's kind of it's not as banana y as I would I would like to say. I mean, it's more like like if a you were subtle eating, like, banana. Yeah, well, more like banana bread banana than. Mm-mm. Banana banana, I guess. Or a banana or like a smoothie where it's like mixed in with it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You're, I'm not getting a, a, a overindulgence of banana. It's just kind of it's kind of there, but it's not really there. You got you I get a lot of the sweet from the banana, but not as much of the banana taste. 
Okay, interesting. And that's that's interesting to me because I know banana is generally a very overpowering flavor. And I was hoping it would be. Right. I was hoping that that's, that was what would come through with the banana and the peanut butter with the count chocolate. Because who doesn't like to throw bananas into their count chocolate when they're, when they're eating it in the morning? Not me, but that's, <laughs> you know, I can see done that, that being a thing. No, you know, I'm not, I don't like to mix my bananas in my cereal. That's not, I mean, I know people do it, but it's not for me. But I, I had a question about the peanut butter. So sure. did you stir it up at all? Because I could imagine if it was just like a glass of water and I dropped a tablespoon of peanut butter at the bottom, it would just kind of sit there and like, because it's oily, like it, the oil and water wouldn't mix that well. So good question. So um, during my research for this, I learned that you're supposed to melt the peanut butter before you put it in. Oh, so okay. I microwaved my natural peanut butter, you know, hashtag natural peanut butter is better than Jif, in the microwave for a, a minute and then poured that liquid peanut butter on top of the bananas and then threw the Count Chocula on top and then mm. mixed that up with a spoon before I poured the beer on top. Okay, so it's almost like a peanut butter sundae topping more than just like a straight tablespoon of peanut butter. Right. But the reason yeah. behind that is to liquefy it and get those the peanut oils out so it kind of secretes itself into the beer mm. as it's sitting there. Okay, so how so what would you rate a regular founder's breakfast stout by itself? Luckily, I have some founder's breakfast okay. stout <laughs> here <Yeah>. left. <laughs> we'll get the straight dope. <laughs> So Founders Breakfast Stout, I would give probably a solid 375. Uh, it's got a lot of flavor. You can definitely taste the oatmeal and the chocolate, but it's it's good. It's not great, but it's solid. Mm. This, with a little bit of marshmallowy goodness and a little bit of peanut butter and that banana undertone, it definitely enhances it. This is definitely an improved beer. It's a little bit more sweet, so it uh, kind of turns into more of like, like a treehouse double shot or something like what Chris is going to drink with the donut shop, where mm. it's an ultra sweet stout. So I'd probably bump this up to, you know, in the new world of Untapped, I would give this a four-two. <laughs> um, yeah, but in the current iteration, I'd have to give this a four because it's not quite a four-two-five, but it definitely is better than the original Founders Breakfast Stout. Uh, okay. okay, and does the lost carbonation dock it at all? No, because I poured enough of the the new Breakfast Stout, the, the carbonated one, right? To add some carbonation back in. It's obviously not as carbonated as the standard breakfast out but it does have enough to where you're like all right i'm drinking a, a beer you know it's a little warmer and it's a little flatter because obviously it's that's just what it is i mean i've had beer with i've drank beer with less carbonation before than this beer yeah okay like like well that sounds good like bottom third of a pitcher beer you know <laughs> yeah. not no 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 not not quite this <laughs> this uh this concoction i made up you know it would I, the the best way i can describe it is you know, if you get a stout and you open it up and you want to let it sit the room temperature before you drink it, that's basically what I'm tasting. Okay. It's still bad. got a little bit of carbonation to it, but it's it's not quite as carbonated as it probably was when I popped the cap. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So which one of you two would like to try this next? Can I go? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I already mentioned I'm doing Guinness and Oreos. Uh, I picked that combination because, you know, Guinness, it's... Uh, you know, it's got a, it, it's very subdued flavors and it's uh nitro beer. There's, it's not carbonated. It's got nitrogen instead. Right. Oh, that's smart. And I thought Oreo, the chocolatey Oreo flavor would really complement it well. Um, you know, I'm used to putting Oreos in my ice cream, my milk. Like I know that when you crumble up an Oreo, it'll dissolve. It'll get mushy and mix in pretty well. So you thought so, 
Oreos ice cream, Oreos milk. Why not Oreos and beer? Exactly. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, mine is, you know, it's looking kind of flat. I see a little bit of, like, Oreo dust lining the, the glass <laughs> at the uh, the level where it's at the surface here. So, um, but, yeah, not a lot going on. Um, but uh, uh, not a lot of carbonation going on, I guess I mean. Not a lot of bubbles. But, um, you know, I've been saying anyways, so yeah, really subtle anyways. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I got it in my big 20 ounce glass here. So here we go. Oh, yeah. That's something that we should probably tell the readers too. when you do this, make sure you have a larger than normal size glass because Hmm. you're going to need that to recarb the beer that you've already French pressed. This is definitely interesting. I definitely get a strong chocolatey aroma from the beer, but... Um, when I drink it, I don't get as much chocolate flavors. I honestly get, it tastes more like a wheat beer, which is weird. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't expect that, but. No, that's weird. Um, I actually, you know what I'm going to do here? And if I can do this legally, um, on the podcast. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to add some think, more carbs I to it? I think I need to, needs to add a little bit more bubbles here, so. No, I'm just referring it to carbs from now on. More yeah. But it's nitrogen, yeah, it's not, so. Yeah, it's not that. Yeah, so I just poured a little bit more Guinness in and we'll see how it goes. But, uh, you know, looks wise, you can't really change. It's not, you can't make a Guinness much darker in color. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, it's it's technically red, though. Hmm. But yeah, get, as soon as I pour it in, you know, that nice foam that you get on top of a Guinness, it just filled with little Oreo speckles like it's uh, cookies and cream ice cream. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> but oh, yeah. And uh, drinking the, the foam on top, I get a lot of it. A lot of that flavor. And I was debating when I was mixing it if I should put the Oreos in my coffee grinder. Ooh. Instead, I just I just mashed it up with a fork. I didn't want to get it too fine, mm. but I would try that again next time. Like a fine cookie dust. Yeah. Yeah. Guinness, for me, holds a special place in my heart. It's like a go-to beer of mine that even though it's not a super complex beer, not so much going into it, it's something that I can have as a go-to. Um, and that's always why I rated it a little higher because it's just, you know, when you're at a bar and there's so many options, sometimes you're like, you know what? I'm craving a Guinness. So for me, uh, Guinness is already a four. I think Oreos, adding Oreos didn't really improve its rating all that much. I'd say maybe like a 4.1. It was it's a cool um, experiment, but I think I like Guinness the way it is. And if there was a Guinness but with Oreos in the store, I would probably just by the regular Guinness. I don't know. <laughs> Skip right over it. Now, I, I will say for the listeners at home and for you guys, I don't know if I told you this either. A lot of the a lot of the research I did pointed that to the fact that we probably should use a more standard stout, kind of like a Guinness or a left-handed milk stout or a dragon's milk just because they're just a stout. They're nothing there's nothing crazy about them. You're not competing with other flavors mm, that are right. already in there. So yeah. like mine, like it's you know, the chocolate and the oatmeal. And the coffee, like there's a lot of flavors going on in there. You know, if you choose a more standard stout, you're more apt to taste what you're French pressing it with. So with you, like obviously you taste a lot of Oreo because it's really the flavor of what you added into the beer. Yeah. And honestly, I I think now that I'm having more of it with the fresh can of Guinness added, it definitely, definitely improved a lot as opposed to just the kind of the open can that was sitting in my fridge for an hour. Mm, That makes sense. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm going to sit here and enjoy this while we hear all about Chris's crazy combination <laughs> yeah let's see what he has yeah um so i'm i'm pretty excited about it it looks i mean when i was pouring it from the french press it does it, i felt like it had a lighter hue 
then going in. And on the nose, I do smell a lot of peanut butter from the Reese's. Yeah, remind us again what you're drinking. Uh, so this is double stuff Oreo um, <laughs> and Reese's peanut butter cups in uh, the burial donut skillet stout. Yeah, and I got to say, when we tried there and I had that skillet, the donut skillet, it was really good. Yeah, yeah, the donut skillet stout was fantastic yeah. in and of its own did, right. Did they? I remember they had the barrel age one did they have both versions of it i only tried the barrel age oh, okay one. So, i think yeah. i had them both okay because this okay. is but i can't the remember if that's because i had a can or not yeah mm. i don't know but so this is the regular one not barrel aged so um okay you know just keep that in mind i figured if i would put a bourbon barrel aged beer in there it would have been all, all bourbon oops all bourbon but <laughs> 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 um but yeah i'm pretty excited and if you look at i don't know if it'll come across well on the camera probably not Nope. Um, but there's almost like a, it looks like a, the foam has some of the peanut butter in it as well. So I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm I'm pretty pretty excited for it. So let's let's see how it goes. So I mean this this beer was probably one of my favorite burial beers to begin with. So I'm actually kind of curious to know. Yeah, I think I gave the bourbon one a four and a half. Yeah, I'm curious to know how this interacts with Reese's and or double stuff with one F. Yeah. And yeah, did you steal this Reese's from your son, Chris? Is this candy that you stole? <laughs> yeah, no, did no, you no. Did you his Halloween supply? I bought this specifically for uh, this experiment. So there's a lot going on. It is a very, very sweet concoction. <laughs> mm. I mean, yeah, um, very sweet. Not bad, but definitely not what I remember the donut stout to be. The, the thing I think I get the most out of it is I do get a lot of the peanut butter. Now, this is... Reese's peanut butter, not almond, not your natural, all natural peanut butter. So it does have a lot of sugar and a lot of those, that stuff. And it's more, I'm sure it's pretty oily, but um, it's, it's really good. I think I may have overdone it because I had no idea <laughs> how much to use of anything. So I was like guessing. Okay. How much did you use? So I did five Oreos okay. oh, whoa. and I did two of the peanut butter cups. So. I was trying to think of like standard size or pumpkin shape. No, no, standard, standard, standard okay. cups. So I was trying to think of it as like uh, I guess I should use about as much as I use to make coffee in my French press, but apparently that is not the <laughs> the way. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, yeah. That's a that's a lot of Oreos. It was. And I used I used four Oreos in mine. Okay, but yours is single yeah. stuff. So right, only only one, <laughs> only single stuff. Yeah. And all you added was Oreos. Right. By the way, on a, on a side tangent of this review, yeah, the best shape of a Reese's peanut butter cup is the egg from Easter time. I I agree. I like yeah. the egg better than the tree or the cup or the pumpkin. Yeah. What about the football? Well, so the football is kind of egg shaped. It's just the egg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm convinced they're leftover eggs, but I, I think you're probably right. <laughs> That's like a slightly aged egg. Yeah. But I the, do like the frilly edges of the regular cup, though. I think mm. that adds a nice little a nice little texture. I think that we should petition Reese's to sell uh, the egg shaped Reese's all year round because they would it would outsell the normal Reese's hands down. I think. I mean, the pumpkin Reese's is pretty good. I think it's not as good as the egg though. I don't know. It tastes it tastes extra good because you know you stole it from your son, so it's like, you get that, like <laughs> a little extra adrenaline rush when you bite Trust into me, it. Trust me, I know. <laughs> don't, don't lie, he didn't steal it from his son. He stole it from his neighbors who thought they were giving it to his son. Oh yeah, definitely played that game, trolling the yeah. cute two year old for for candy. Um, yeah, 
but he got to eat some of it this year, which was cool. We let him pick out like a snack every night, and he ate an oatmeal pie, and he ate the Rice Krispie treat. But anyways, oatmeal pie, yeah. Some oh, someone handed out like the like oatmeal, the moon pie, the the oatmeal cream pie things. They're pretty yeah. good. That's like equivalent to the person who gives you a penny when you go there and say trick or treat. Here's a penny. They're like whoopie no, pies. I don't know. They're good. Yeah, that, I think they're good. I was actually Ugh. for his sake. I was hoping he was going to get raisins because he loves raisins. <laughs> <laughs> I was Another, like, where are those people? Where are the raisin I, people? But what was CJ's costume? He was a shark this year. Baby, a shark, baby shark. Doo, 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 yeah. Doo, doo. CJ Shark to do do so he was cute. a he was a shark and he was a cute a very very cute shark so um but we went uh, we went trick or treating and we conned a bunch of people out of candy so and then I went to work so <laughs> nice so getting back to this beer review yeah we yeah way off on a tangent that's eh, fine talking about CJ can't go wrong yeah it it's almost it's almost like every time I take a sip of it I get a different something it's really like mm. I I feel like I did too much you know. Like that time, I definitely got more Oreo than I did before. Uh, it's it's good. It's very sweet, and it probably could have done with either one or the other. I I don't think I should have done both. <laughs> yeah, and I think like of all of the beers that don't need you to add anything to it, <laughs> right? Burial's <laughs> Donut Stout is probably up there in terms of like you know. Yeah, it's fine the way it is. Yeah, yeah it's it's almost perfect by itself. I mean, yeah. it it is a it, it is a solid beer. I think. I gave it a four two five on Untapped or something like that. So, um, I mean, it's a it's a good beer on its own, and I probably did did damage to it rating wise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's it's not it's not like a four two five, but I, I would say it's at least a three point eight or three point nine if you're going by <laughs> the new the new Untapped scale. Um, yeah. So I'd say the, it's it's right around a four. Um, how did the carbonation hold up? In yours, because uh, I know you only had one, so you're the only one of us who didn't have another beer to pour on top. Yeah, and it's a can, so I couldn't really reseal it. I did put it in. I tried to put it in a baggie. I don't know, just trying to conserve as much as I can. <laughs> um, but it's not bad. It's definitely more flat than normal beers, but I don't miss it as much because it's like the stout and it's very sweet and things of that nature. So you know, if it were an IPA or something, I could. I think I would definitely tell a bigger difference but. so do you think it would improve the you gave it a four obviously or as you said yeah yeah do you think it would have improved your rating had it had a little bit of carbonation i don't think so okay i think it would have stayed about the same i think the flavor is still still there it's just a little less bubbly which is fine for me yeah so i was thinking about it you know so we were only able to try these beers on here but i had a couple ideas when i was coming up with this one of other things i would like to try that maybe if our listeners, if this intrigues you, here's some ideas of stuff you could try at home, you know, because um, I think we these these three were a good start. And I agree, starting with a stout would be smart. But um, I think we talked about doing IPAs with any kind of fruit. That would be tasty. Um, and, to- and toast the fruit first. So like if you're going to do toast the fruit. So if you're going to do like peaches in an IPA, for example, to peaches. throw the the peaches in a skillet first and get them a little like cooked caramelized like caramelized Caramelized. yeah Mm. that way you're releasing some different flavors into your beer that's at least what i read when it came to like some of the fruit same thing with like coconut if you're gonna add coconut toast the coconut well that's a much more common thing to toast i think than peaches i listen this is what i read (laughs) okay (laughs) but um yeah i would like to try like a strawberry in a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, Ooh, or that'd be pretty good. Um, 
you know, citrus is a good option. I would like to try and make my own Bud Light lime. Like I would like a Bud Light and then just put a couple wheels of limes in there, you know, mash them, get that juice out of there and, and press that and see how it compares to an OG Bud Light lime. I think that'd be a little tougher with the carbonation, but uh, or like another any Mexican lager. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, did, what other thoughts did you guys have for, for combos we could try? I was reading online and a lot of people stick with cereal. I mean, that seems to be a pretty, pretty straightforward one is cereal, but then other people. Well, again, that's something designed to be soaked and absorb. Right. And, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. And then other, other people add additional hops to their beer. I don't know if you guys saw that going through, like they'll French press hops into their already hopped beer. So um, that seemed interesting. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I honestly, I thought, I thought I had uh, one of my favorites, those chocolate mini donuts. I had some of them this morning. <laughs> I thought about not devouring them all and trying them um, <laughs> either in lieu of, or I mean, I guess in addition to what I already had, but glad I didn't do that. But <laughs> but I, that was one thing that I did think of. I was like, oh, I wonder how that little mini donut would go in that thing. So Yeah. I would I would try like something spicy maybe. Ooh, there you yep. go. That like a jalapeno or a habanero. Yeah, that would I be good. I also thought of, I thought about like marshmallow fluff too. Mm, that would be good. Yeah. Or or maybe like like maybe some coffee, you know, and adding like additional coffee to the coffee stout. I think I thought probably... about if if we weren't recording so late on a Sunday night, <laughs> I thought about that too. <laughs> um, you know, cuz it is a French press. Like you see a French press the first thing you think is like what if it what if coffee? Right. <laughs> Right. Maybe like an Almond Joy, too, would have been good. Mm, yeah, and back then on your toasted coconut idea. Yeah, There's a, a whole bunch of spices guy, so. you can add in there, too, like cinnamon or honey. Well, I feel like cinnamon I mean, would just, you just get, it would just mix, right? Because it would go through the strainer, I assume, right? Because it's so fine, but. I th- yeah. Yeah, I but think- I think it would it would sit in there and stew for a while. Mm, true, true. But yeah, it was, it was, there was a lot of things that I was interested in, and I'm, I'm definitely going to try it again. Um. Maybe with a more basic beer like you guys were talking about. Uh, I would like to try. I think the strawberries in a pale ale sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think if and listeners write in if you or tag us on Instagram, that'd be a fun post to see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, how you do it at home? But um, this one intrigued me: butter and cinnamon brown coconut. Hmm. Hmm. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. It does I? I just don't know how butter would taste in a beer, but. I can't imagine it would taste bad. Well, if Harry Potter is in any indication, probably pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you guys like coconut? Are you guys both coconut, coconutters? I I can get by with some coconut. Yeah, I'd I'd say I go nuts for coconut. Go nuts for coconut? Okay. All right. I'm just curious. (laughs) Trying to. uh, ISO to new co hosts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe we just need one. Starting a a spin off podcast. Welcome to Coconut Hating. With friends. <laughs> Re- regularly, just you have new guests on every time that just hate on coconut. Yeah. It's not even a nut. Yeah. <laughs> it probably no, is. Of, like, I don't, don't, don't kills quote people me. falling from trees. I mean, yeah. I mean, it right? is a nut that grows on a tree. One person a year dies from coconut falling on their head a year. False. <laughs> Two people a year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that one of my favorite beers I've ever had was a, a coconut. IPA that I had from that was brewed with uh, tired hands or by tired hands and other half. It was delicious. Oh, those are two really awesome. That sounds breweries, really so. good. But a coconut IPA. I've never had a coconut IPA since. I've never been able to find one. And then if I did find one, I don't know if I'd ever try it 
for fear of ruining like what I have in my mind of that beer. I've had good coconut mm. beers like Kona's and I've had bad coconut beers like Oscar Blues's and it's like, you know, there's more bad ones than good ones out there. Mm. You don't like uh Death by Coconut? You don't like Death by Coconut? You know, it's been a while since I had it, but I thought it was too fake coconut tasting to me. So I will fun fact, last weekend we were discussing possibly doing this. And so I wanted to attempt this. So I had Death by Coconut and I pressed it with some Count Chocula. Ooh. Just to see what it would taste like. And I honestly had an allergic reaction to the Death by Coconut beer. And oh, like my no. my my eye swole shut and like my like the left side of my face like got puffy. Like it was weird. So I don't know if it was just I just had an allergic reaction to something else or I legit had an allergic reaction to a beer. But all I know is I have Death by Coconut in my house and I'm afraid that it actually <laughs> might be the death of me. Uh-oh. <laughs> I yeah, mean, they don't. Call I know that it's right nothing. there in the name. <laughs> Can so, I ask you a hypothetical question, Ted? Uh, sure. If a genie popped out of a lamp in your house, like one of those smart Alexa lamps, uh, it was like, "I will give you a hundred dollars a week for the rest of your life." However, you have a crippling allergy to beer. Um, would you take this genie up on this offer? Oh, of course. Hundred bucks a week to never drink a beer again. Uh, hundred. <laughs> That's <laughs> $5,200 a year, or it's $5,200 a year. Hmm. Uh, what do you, Chris is shaking his head now. No, absolutely. I don't think so. I don't think no. that's, yeah. I mean, if it was 1000 I'd probably say yeah. Well, it's good to know how much you can quantify your love of beer. 1000 I mean, yeah, you'd almost, that's, 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 that's I mean, talking like some salary, money. Like, a minute, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unless we get enough Patreon supporters where we. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Is that I, yeah, I'm making $1,000 a week to drink beer, right? Right. Now, does this genie? Can I still drink hard ciders and and uh, hard seltzers and all those things? And now, genie, the genie disappeared back into his lamp. It's not going to answer. You have to try it and hope it doesn't kill you. So, <laughs> oh, if I break the rule, I die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely allergic. Fantastic, can I, but I can drink like. Like, uh, the the genie's gone. I don't know. Like vodka and bourbon. It was just beer. So <laughs> just left a hundred dollars there. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't take the hundred dollars. I'd, I'd flip that back at the genie. But yeah, a thousand dollars. Well, yeah, that's a thousand bucks. It sounds like yeah. Reason. That's yeah. that's that's money. That's going to be money. So, Tud, you yeah. mentioned it during your your concoction, and I think this just goes to show I don't know ch- count chocolate that well. But are there marshmallows in that? There's marshmallows. Yeah. In- I yeah. Wanted so to it's jump a- back on that too. Yeah, so it's a chocolate, so it's, picture like Lucky Charms. Okay. But instead of like, it being like bread flavored bread pieces. <laughs> yep, that's what Lucky Charms is. <laughs> it's um, like being croutons with marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. It's Lucky Charms. Okay, anyways. So instead so of croutons. Yeah, instead of croutons, they're chocolate flavored croutons. <laughs> With marshmallows. And so, like, the the croutons are ghost-shaped, and okay. the marshmallows are different shapes. So some of them are ghost-shaped, and some of them are uh, vampire-shaped, and others are, like, pumpkin-shaped. And it's a – it used to be released – it used to be sold year-round. And then Kellogg's or General Mills or whoever makes it only has – only releases it now around Halloween time. Oh. Yeah. So it's, you got to get that sweet limited release sales. <laughs> yes. Yeah, two notes. Uh, first, I think they missed the missed the mark. I think the marshmallows should be should be ghost shaped because they're white anyway, well, so, right? Some are some are ghost shaped. Okay, all right. Well, that makes it a little better. And then also, 
You can get mar- uh, chocolate marshmallow mateys at Walmart year round. Same, Ooh. they're the same thing. Oh, I like this. Well, no, handle. but they're not. They're not goat shaped. No, they're not. They're they're circle shaped, but they're the the what are they? The malto meal. The the ones that come in the bag. They're purple bag. We used to devour them at my house growing up. So yeah, you save money by them only being circles. That's where the <laughs> comes, passed on to the consumer. Yeah, they, they they don't have to shave the circles down. The ghost provides that little bit of an extra, like, oh yeah, I'm eating a ghost. Oh, spooky, time. super spooky. Yeah, I for some reason I I thought that. They were more like, I guess, cocoa pebbles, like just like flakes of chocolate or something. That's what I thought too. Uh, okay. No, yeah. they're definitely more croutony. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> oh man, There's, there comes our headwig. Oh, or is Chris turning on Netflix? <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a very Harry Potter episode for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I as you can see, I have a small piece of mail today. Um, oh. Yeah. We had a few write-ins about last week's episode and just wanted to touch base because we love our listeners and want to give shout-outs to them when they write us and send us nice emails. And this is, we're focusing specifically this week on Halloween movies and scary movies. Yes, ex- correct. exactly. So first, uh, Brother of the Pod sent in, um, so he sides with, I guess, both of you on The Nightmare Before Christmas. So <laughs> he says- Okay. He says, so my favorite Halloween movie is The Nightmare Before Christmas. It is absolutely a dual season movie, so you can watch for Christmas or Halloween. So I don't know. I guess both of you guys win. <laughs> Look at that term. Dual yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he's 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 a big, big nerd with his big computers and stuff. So um, and then uh, he says he doesn't really like scary movies. So I guess he sides with me on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the one movie that he had a hard time watching was It. So I could see that. It's I, not even I, that scary. Is that the clown one? That yes. is the clown one. Okay. Yeah, that's the one with the red balloon in the sewer. I know the sewer clown meme, but yeah, that's not even that. That's not even that scary. I don't know. That's just, hey, what is wrong with this with him? <laughs> you know, I gotta say, I wouldn't want to read that book. I like to read before bed, and that's I don't bring scary books into my bedroom. That's not. I don't want to go to sleep with that energy. Mm. Like it, Stephen King. Not not what I'm trying to go to bed to. Ah, uh, see, I could read that. Stephen King is not scary. Bring it on, Stephen King. Yeah, there you go. You heard it. You heard <laughs> yeah. it first. I'm waiting. I'm waiting until like Ted gets like a knock on his door at 3 a.m. Yeah, it's like downpouring out, and it's like Stephen King now, out there. Now he is a creepy looking <laughs> human, so I probably would be scared at 3 a.m. if he knocked on my door. Yeah, and then you go to answer it, and suddenly he's gone. I don't know what he looks like. Hmm. Oh, okay. He, he does kind of look like a like he looks like a skeleton that put skin on like kind of makes sense i think we're all skeletons with skin on <laughs> yeah but he looks like it <laughs> like when you look at, at at normal people you're like oh i could do- I, I can't see all your bones i can't see all your bones right exactly so he he looks like so aka he looks like a human what well, hey whatever if if, if all you see is skeletons human. good for you i'm more than just a skeleton <laughs> And then our next one came from a good friend of the pod and also good friend of our lives, uh, Jason. And Jason writes in saying, the best Halloween-themed movie is cl- clearly Halloween. I mean, it's right in the name. So That's true. Um, yeah. Now, eh. well, apparently, eh, from Tud. Now, from those of you that don't know Jason, he is probably my friend that is the most of a cinephile. I think that's 
I, I think that's fair to say he, he yeah, claims agreed. that title. Yeah, yeah. He he loves 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 movies and has seen. I mean, he list the the list that he sent of scary movies is probably more <laughs> than the list of movies that I've seen in my entire life. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he sent. Uh, I'm gonna go say 50, 60 um, horror movies that he also enjoys. Um, I'm just. What gonna, is the scariest movie? Well. He didn't. I don't think he rated them in scariness, but he put um, some of them were like Alien. Um, let me see, Session Nine, Poltergeist, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Psycho, It, uh, Scream, Dead Alive. He's got a lot of the classics there. Yeah, these are ones that I've like heard of. So, uh, <laughs> what is the what's the first movie on that list? Alien. Okay. Oh no! Don't look now. I think that's the name of a movie. <laughs> Don't look, <laughs> don't look now. He's not warning you about reading the list. <laughs> if you're scared, avert your eyes. Uh, don't don't but, look at any below this line. Yeah. And, I mean, Carrie is on there. Uh, I've heard of that one. The Last Man on Earth. American Psycho. So, um, he listed a huge a huge list. So, so yeah. Todd will have to reach into that mailbag. And, you know, as someone who has made it through the entire section of Blockbuster... Right. It was a very extensive section. Make sure there's none that he missed. In I his, can tell you this: the first one on that list, I've never, never read or never seen before. Unless it is just a warning. What about the cars that a Paris? <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. I have seen. Um, I think it's called the Pizza Man or the Pe- the Pizza Boy or something like that, where it's a like a serial killing pizza. Hmm. It it was more entertaining than it was <laughs> than it was scary. I'm actually kind of curious to see this new Stephen King movie called Doctor Sleep. Which somebody calls a horrific masterpiece, according to the commercial that I saw on television today. Mm, interesting, but but yeah, just wanted to. We got a couple emails in. Wanted to hit them up and uh, you know thank you, thank you for writing in and you know continue to do so. We will continue to read off scary movies and whatnot. If you've ever French pressed a beer, make sure you write in all that fun stuff. Just want to say hi, write in. Or if you're gonna try it, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna try it, let us know. And uh, but yeah, if you need life advice. Or fantasy football picks. Fantasy football advice. <laughs> hit right up, on in. Hit up DAWF podcast at gmail.com. But relationship advice? Uh, yeah, sure. But there it goes. No no guarantee on relationship advice. Right. I think the only <laughs> thing we can't provide is legal advice because none of us are lawyers. I mean we can provide it. Yeah. They just you know, we have to disclaimer the fact that you shouldn't listen <laughs> that to that they it. can't follow it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should consult an actual lawyer. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm I'm going through this list and um I know Jason has recommended I thought it was Drag Me to Hell. Ooh, that's a good movie. But I thought he told me that was one of the scariest movies he's he's ever seen. But uh, I don't see it on this list, so maybe I'm mistaking it. But I remember Jason recommending that movie to me. So um, clearly, I think the best way to communicate to Jason is just I speak into his ears on a podcast, and then he could just text me, tell me if I'm making that up. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at all these movies, you know, I um, I recently saw that Netflix is testing out the idea of letting you watch shows at one and a half speed, and I wanted to get. Both of your reactions to that idea. That is, hmm. Is it weird for me, me, of all people to say, I don't agree with that? Well, that was the reason I brought it up on today's show, because of all the people I know who enjoy things faster than they normally are made, it's Tud who listens to his podcasts <laughs> very quickly. Yeah, I listen to my podcasts between one and a half and two times speed, all of them at all times. 
I started back when I was listening to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. It just because it was so slow and they were six hours long, I wanted to get through them faster. Mm. But I don't know about watch that. That would be weird to me. Like, would the voices sync up with the video? Like, or would would you have like some like lag between like what you were hearing and what you were seeing? Or well, let's just assume it's just like your podcast, where I mean, you can understand it, but it's clearly clearly a little unnatural, mm. right? Huh. I think I'd have to try it, but I don't think I would. I don't think I would do it personally. Yeah, I don't think I would either, to be honest. Yeah, my question is like, okay, if you're the kind of person who needs to watch your Netflix at one and a half speed, it's like, what are you doing with your life <laughs> that you like need to fit more TV into less time? That is yeah. true. Like, what is your goal when you're watching Netflix? You know, like, is- are you just sitting there to relax, or are you like got to crank out the season of BoJack in four hours? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good point. And I mean, I think about it in a and part of the reason I don't listen to my podcast that fast is because I feel like if it's going so fast, I'm going to like miss something or I'm not going to pick up on something. And I think that's just going to, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts except for like ours that are very sh- like story driven. So it's like if I miss something, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Whereas I don't know if you listen to just Joe Rogan talking for four hours or whatever, then yeah okay so you missed a missed a sentence here or there but so this is why chris listens to all of his podcasts at half speed (laughs) (laughs) yeah i want four hours to be eight hours (laughs) and i will say that i listen to i don't listen to a lot of like the story driven podcasts that you guys listen to i listen to a lot of for lack of a better term talk show podcasts interviews yeah interviews and it's not just and it's not just joe rogan i mean i'll listen to joe rogan every now and then but there are other podcasts out there that i listen to that just provide information and so getting to them at one and a half times speed is what the hell oh it's a cat it's a cat um, <laughs> getting to them through one and a half <laughs> one and a half times speed is beneficial to me because i have a lot of those podcasts and i want to learn a lot yeah i think that's the difference between netflix and a podcast like that where you're like you know trying to learn something versus sitting there to relax and enjoy it yeah i probably should try one of these story-driven podcasts just to see if would I still listen to them at one and a half times speed or would I slow them down to one speed so I could be entertained by the show? Yeah. Um. So I will say in to combat the point I just made, I did start listening to audiobooks at 1.1 speed. So it's like... Ooh, That's like they, the, the untapped adjustment. <laughs> right, exactly. They actually Only do 1.1? 1. 1. Yeah. Well, some of the books I listen to are 42 hours long. So, I mean, that adds up, you know, over over time, but... Um, I will say yeah. that according, th- according to Overcast, I have saved. Oh, geez. There's, there's, this actually tells you. Oh yeah, yeah. It, based on because Overcast has a lot of different, uh, a lot of different <laughs> features. They have like, uh, like silence elimination and speeds uh-huh. and all that. So according to uh, Overcast, I have saved an extra eighty nine hours. Damn. Between right. speed so adjustments almost, and smart speed, almost four wow. days. That's kind of crazy yeah that's a that's a long time i mean it is a long time that's a sure. lot of podcasts yeah yeah it's funny like pulling uh, parting the kimono pulling back the curtain however you want to say it i edit and then i upload the <laughs> the the raw or the edited product onto google drive and then obert and tud listen to it and give me give me editing advice and every week tud is like is there any way we could put up a faster version of this <laughs> <laughs> if you uploaded the faster version I would be able to provide more feedback because it takes me so long to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I it's I'm almost like I almost have ADD now when it comes to podcasts. If the information's not flying at me, I'm bored. Yeah. Oh, how bad was that sip? Oh my god. Ooh. I just made it to the bottom of my glass. We, we keep this in here. Oh yeah. I just made it to the bottom of my glass and it was like just like Oreo and I don't know. Did you fresh do Prince? That. Did you fresh Prince the beer? Like, yeah. Did you do it properly? Yes, yes, yes. I just think that it does a lot of stuff dissolved and it was like it was like it was like drinking sludge. It, it was, was not you just got the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You stuff with the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bad that was a bad one right there. But anyways. Uh my vote is no Netflix. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to try it, but I probably would never use it. And so uh with that, I think it's time for us to move on to everyone's favorite segment where we pull our, our three-handled frosty mug of wisdom out of our freezer and share life advice, hacks, tips, um, general thoughts, one might say, wisdom, wisdomy wisdom. <laughs> um, and um, Todd is looking anxious to start filling up this mug. Yeah, so I guess I'll go first. My handle this week is a bit of a two-parter. So we're, uh, the first part of this handle is a band called The Grassroots. They're from the 70s, or 60s and 70s, and they're a folk rock band. But what makes this band unique is I know that the three of us and many listeners, and also one of our co-hosts, Jenna, are big Office fans. Mm -hmm. So the lead singer of the Grassroots is a character in the Office. Not only just by like the, the actual individual, but he also plays himself in the Office. So we all know who Creed is, the the weird guy. In the oh office. yeah, yeah. He his real name is actually in real life Creed Bratton, and in the show he plays Creed Bratton. And in the show he's playing himself, as you can tell by the last episode of the series where he talks about at one point he was in a gang called the Grassroots, and <laughs> uh, they they were smuggling drugs. Well, in real life he was the lead singer of the band the Grassroots, and they actually have some really popular songs from like the sixties and seventies. Nice. So. My uh my handle this week is the grassroots and also because it's Creed and that just made me laugh when I found that out. That's really funny. <laughs> so should I just type grassroots into Spotify? Do you have like is it like a greatest hits album, like a single you want to recommend, or just like how can I experience the grassroots? Sure, yeah. So if you go to Spotify and type in the grassroots, I mean you'll pop up with their entire discography. But the the song that everybody will know as being like their biggest hit is called Let's Live for Today. Um, another one is called Midnight Confession. Those are probably the two most popular songs that everybody would know. But it's definitely Let's Live for Today is probably definitely the the biggest song the Grassroots had. At the same time, by the way, Creed is is also a uh, touring musician to this day. The song that he plays in the last episode of The Office is actually a song that he wrote back in two thousand three oh. and just played it on the last episode of The Office. Nice, that's cool. So I guess it's like this is kind of like a three part handle: the Grassroots, <laughs> Creed is a musician. And then go check out Creed himself. No, we're all out of handles, guys. So yeah, yeah, that's it. We're done. <laughs> to just chug, just grabbed all three handles at once and chugged. Don't ask. Don't ask how you grabbed the third handle. Yeah, no one wants to know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've watched The Office a few times, and I think the most recent time that I watched it, uh, Creed was like I always thought he was funny, but I think I appreciated him way more uh, than I did. You know, the first three times i watched the or however many times i've watched it so um just some of the some of the small quips so it's pretty pretty funny and that's very interesting i didn't even realize that he was part of a band that's pretty good so 
Yeah. Yeah. Creed is my office spirit animal for sure. I, I think <laughs> Creed is my favorite character. Absolutely. Quabity. <laughs> <laughs> so who wants to go next? I can jump in if Obert isn't isn't quite ready. Oh, uh, yeah. I just, I'm just waiting for you, somebody to hand me a mug and I'll take oh, okay. it. Okay. All right. So. And I'm holding it out there. My arms start, my arms starting to shake and like, I'm like ready like to drop the mug. So I need somebody to help me hold this up. Yeah. Okay. In the Oktoberfest spirit. Here, right. Yeah. Chris is going to support you. I'll pick it up. Uh, so uh, recently I've started playing another video game uh, and it's called Luigi's Mansion 3. This came out just the other day for the Switch. Actually on Halloween it came out. So, but uh, have you played any of the other Luigi's Mansions, either one of you? No. Yeah, that was one of those games that I uh, rented from Video Galaxy for the original GameCube. Nice. Beat it in a weekend and then returned it. So, nice. Ober, I, I I think I have to disagree with that statement there. I think you owned it because when Brad brought your bought your GameCube, he had it because he was telling me that he didn't know a third one came out and that he had beat Luigi's Mansion one on your GameCube. Oh, okay. Well, that, maybe I'm mistaken. I don't. I just remember like playing through it and then not, not touching it again. But so maybe I did own it. <laughs> but yeah, it's um. I played it a while ago. Uh, for the uh, GameCube as well. We did own it, and I think I even went back and like caught all the ghosts and all that stuff. Like I, you know, hundred percent of the game back in the day. So I was pretty excited when I found out one was coming out for the Switch. Uh, there was one that was released for the 3DS. I didn't play that one. Um. But this one is, it's different than the one that I remember. Um, but I will say some of the bosses are actually a little tough. And I'm like, <laughs> not to the point where I can't beat them, but like sometimes it takes a couple minutes to like figure out like what exactly you have to do to beat these bosses. So it's a adding a little bit of, uh, you know, added difficulty to them. And just so you know, because I have four cats now, there's like almost always a cat on the desk. So, <laughs> um, but it, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's definitely I think it's not quite as good as the first one uh, in my mind. But like like I said, I played I played a lot of the first one. So, but lot it's worth worth checking out if you're a Luigi's Luigi's Mansion fan, or if you just like a game where uh, a an easy going puzzle game like it's. So it's so it's good for people who haven't played Luigi's Mansion before either, like myself. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you'd be fine. There's not really, I mean, there's a story, but it's not they're not linked or anything like that. It's not like you had to play any of the other ones. Luigi goes in a mansion. There's ghosts. He has to Ghostbusters them up <laughs> with his vacuum. Exactly. Now, just because some of our listeners are not video game experts, is it scary? I uh, no, it's not. I don't think so. And you're the and you're by far the. The most scared of things, yes. The most scared of things. <laughs> you're, you're the scaredy pants. Yeah, I'm the scaredy pants of the group, and no, it's not. It's not scary. So the ghosts are very cartoony. So don't worry about. You that. could play with your toddler son in the room, and it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I gotta say, like you know, you're talking about this. How you're like, oh, some of the puzzles were pretty hard, and I feel like there's a time, and I'm sure you're very far away from this time, but there's a time in in every parent's life when their child reaches a certain age and you could no longer help them with their homework and you're like i don't know man i learned that math a long time ago <laughs> i feel like there's going to be a certain age where you're like i can't beat this boss like i have to hand the controller over to my son and have him beat it for me <laughs> Like, oh, as yeah. you get older i feel like your video game skills are not going to keep up with with your sons no i i completely like even even now playing because i don't get to play as frequently as i used to like i can i 
I already know that I'm worse at video games than I used to be. And it, it's going to get to the point where it's like he's going to end up beating me in Pokemon and I'm just going to go on complete like tilt for the entire <laughs> The entire rest of my life, and I'm going to be so mad. Like <laughs> Chris, is going to, Chris is going to text us and say, "I kicked CJ out of the house today." Like, yeah, he's, he's only he's, eight. What yeah, did he he's do? Eleven. What are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> it reminds me of the episode of Malcolm in the Middle where, uh, the, where the dad finally loses to his three sons in basketball. It's like the same idea. <laughs> I, ha- I had to remove CJ. He lives on the streets now. Yeah. He beat me at Pokemon. I can't put up with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> And in true Pokemon t- tradition, he's at the age where he should just go out on his own and make his way in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah if, he, if he can beat me at Pokemon, he can go out in his world and catch his own damn Pokemon. That's right. See how you play Pokemon without any money. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check it out. Luigi's Mansion. It, Luigi's Mansion 3 for the Switch. A lot of fun. I'm enjoying it so far. So Now, when you play this game, do you play... I find myself when I play the Switch, I always play it undocked. Oh. Always. I never play it on my TV screen. I've actually been playing on the TV screen, and then today, what, before football started, I, I took it off the dock and was playing like handheld, and I was like, oh my god, this is terrible. I wish I had a dock to the TV screen. So um, I have played, I like I used to play Pokemon all the time undocked, but I if I have the TV available, I try and play it on the big screen. That's just me personally. Okay. But Over. Um, yeah, sure. I'll take the mug. No, um, I always <laughs> play mine on the TV. Pokemon does feel like much more of a handheld game, mm. but I feel like if I'm playing um, undocked, I will have something on the TV and then I'm not giving my full attention to either what I'm watching or what I'm playing. Mm. So it works best for me if I have it on the TV or if I'm traveling. That's a different story. Too. Right. Just an FYI, two weeks from now, Pokemon comes out. Yeah. So two weeks from now, all three of our handles are going to be Pokemon. Go buy it. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll post our friend codes as our as our handles. And just yeah, there friend we go. us. Send us all your best Pokemon, and then just get stomped. But anyways, um, so anyways, Obert, Bye, I present CJ. to you our three-handled book of wisdom. Thank you, Chris. Cool. I'm going to go in a pretty different direction here. And socks. My handle this week is socks. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're like gloves, but for your feet. <laughs> they're like underwear for your feet. It's great. Yeah. No. I, I um, present French pressing beer as my handle this week. I got in a bit of a first aid situation this weekend and i um sliced my finger open and um i know yeah it was it was tragic and um but to seal my wound up i used liquid bandage and i seemed that i prefer liquid bandage to band-aids and it's basically like medical grade super glue um i've seen people super glue their cuts shut before yeah it's i think it's the same thing but it's just sterile um and Don't it's want available acetone floating around yeah it's available wherever first aid products are sold but it's it's waterproof it helps steal your wound and uh you don't have to deal with the annoying sticky band-aid all the time and as i learned this weekend the last time you want to be bought thinking i wish that i had a first aid product is after you're already injured <laughs> so that's why i bring it on the show today which is like don't wait until you have an open wound to go buy your liquid bandage <laughs> You want to have it in your home so you're ready for when you cut yourself so that you can just put it on right then and there mm. and not to worry about it. Yeah, it's like $7 for a little tiny. How, how would I even describe the amount? Dropper, it's like $7 tube, for a little little jar of container, it. Container, jar, uh, serving size. And, you know, that's lasted me for years. Mm. So 
I like it. It's great for when I go backpacking as well. It's great for backcountry wilderness. You know, it seals all kinds of wounds. Nice. So liquid bandage, buy it before you need it. TM, TM. <laughs> Would it help you in case of a bear bite? Depends on the size of the bear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on how badly the bear bit you. Perfect. But I can't imagine it hurting worse than the bear bite. So Buy liquid bandage to help prevent bear bites. Yeah. Now, what if you prepared yourself by covering yourself in liquid bandage first before doing something stupid? I don't think it works that way. Yeah, I don't think it's a force field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. But uh, no, I don't think it quite works that that way, unfortunately. Well, you said you got to be prepared before you hurt yourself. So yeah, what... I mean, just have it ready in your bag, in your first aid kit. Well, what better way of being prepared if you're already covered in it? I, You know... I feel like I should be able to argue with that, but I can't. Flawless so logic. That makes total sense to me. And so with that, we'd like to thank uh, you all for listening. And I don't know how we really thank the breweries today uh, that provided the beer because we added stuff to it. But I'm going to go and just take a shot in the dark and thank Founders for at least providing me with the breakfast stout. I'd like to thank Burial for their donut skillet stout. And I'm going to thank uh, Guinness for their Guinness Plus the Oreos I added. Mm. Oh, should we thank the other companies too? Yeah, thanks to to Count Chocula and to Bananas <laughs> and to Peanut Butter for existing. Thank you, Chiquita. <laughs> <laughs> it was Dole. It was Dole. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> my my least dole. favorite kind of banana. <laughs> <laughs> Make I don't sure. know if you're a Jif or Skippy person, but I'm a Dole man. <laughs> I'm a dole man. <laughs> do, 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 do. That's a parody. Uh, Lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Please make sure you're going on to social media and following us on all social medias. Uh, hashtag follow the email at DAWF at gmail.com. Make sure you're sending in your thoughts, your concerns, your general thoughts. That's thoughts twice, by the way. We want them all. All those thoughts because Obert doesn't like thoughts. So your regular thoughts and your general thoughts. <laughs> Correct. All of the thoughts. Send us your thoughtful thoughtfulness. Uh, make sure you're going and clicking on our Amazon affiliate link that's in our episode description. Obviously, there was no... No, no. We're going to link to Luigi's Mansion 3 today or this week in our Amazon uh, affiliate link as well and, as... And Liquid Bandage. As well as Liquid Bandage. There you go. Obviously, we're not going to link to... To, Cre- to Creed and his band because you know what I'm gonna put their album on if it's on Amazon I'll put a I'll put a link there, there too perfect make sure you're going on our Patreon subscribing to that as well uh, we do put up uh, bonus episodes from time to time I think we probably have five six six yeah something like that there's some there's some yeah, up there there we go there's a couple hours some. worth there of stuff there are some up there uh, make sure you're going on there and paying the twenty five dollars or the two billion dollars or the hundred million dollars or whatever our different tiers are in order for us to drink the Bud Light and Clamato. All right. So with that, my name's Stud. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. All right. I can't wait to go infuse some more beers, guys. I know. What's yeah, next? what are you going to infuse next? Well, I have some life cereal and also more Guinness. I went to my book back. Life cereal with hard to well, I just see it says cinnamon under the word life, so I don't know. I well, assume I, so. Well, I know there's a separate cinnamon life. I just oh, general life is kind of cinnamony to begin with. I don't think so. That could be. You could put that on a coffee mug. Life <laughs> is cinnamony. cinnamony to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mikey, he likes it. <laughs>